Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Dumb Bitch. I recently received a message from the universe to invite more joy back into my life. I actually received more than a few signs with this message, so I decided to actually pay attention and take it seriously and think about how to create more joy in my life. I also decided to share what I thought of with you. In this episode, I'm giving some context in regards to how I received these messages and five things that you can do to incorporate more joy into your life. But first, I have something super exciting to tell you. Your inner child holds the key to your inner magic. Developing the relationship with your inner child has a magical effect on every aspect of your life, which is why I am so excited to invite you to this month's free virtual workshop, Inner Magic. I'm sharing everything you need to know about the relationship with your inner child. And this is different from any other masterclass I've hosted because this is more of a transformative experience. We are going to be doing two guided visualizations to allow you to connect with your inner child and two creative activities to heal this relationship and allow your inner child to express herself. Inner child work is powerful as fuck, so I am also including a free five-day coaching opportunity as a bonus to help you integrate this experience. The workshop is on Sunday, May 21st, and there will be a replay available if you can't attend live. I promise you that you do not want to miss this experience, so make sure you sign up using the link in the show notes today. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it today. Okay, let's move on to today's episode. Hello, I'm Kel, founder of How I Cured My Resting Bitch Face and host of Dear Dumb Bitch. Life gives us all kinds of lessons, and I spent most of my life avoiding and ignoring them until I realized the dream life I thought I was living was actually a nightmare. So I returned my Porsche, left sunny South Florida, and moved across the country to restart my life in the rainy city of Seattle. I decided it was time to start paying attention to my life and actually use these lessons as opportunities for personal growth so I could stop having to face my reality and could start creating my reality. I'm oversharing the lessons I've learned from my past and my everyday life experiences with you here on my podcast, Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that could use some perspective shifts and inspiration. Hello, hello, hello. Here we go again. Thank you for being here for yet another episode the weeks just keep coming and I just keep releasing episodes. This is technically still season one and I think it might just be season one forever because I don't really know how the podcast rules work and I don't think there are official podcast rules. That's kind of the cool part. I get to just make this shit up as I go. So it's technically still season one and I might go for the record for having the longest season one ever, but we'll see. That's besides the point and not the purpose of this episode. So let's catch up. I went to a breathwork meditation this week and it was a really, really beautiful session. 
But my favorite part was at the end. We did this eye gazing exercise. And if you aren't familiar with eye gazing, it's exactly what it sounds like. You literally just gaze into the eyes of another person. Or you could also do it with yourself, which is another really powerful exercise. Like, try that shit out. Like, stand in front of the mirror and just gaze into your own eyes. Ooh, yep. Stuff is going to come up. But that's not what we did in this um, breathwork meditation. It was actually with another person. And by another person, I mean a total stranger. Like the lady who taught the class was like, okay, now turn to your left or actually to your right. Um, and we're going to do eye gazing. And I'm like, okay, cool. So my partner actually cried. And if you've never done eye gazing before, it's literally like staring into the soul of another human while they're simultaneously like staring straight into your soul it feels so vulnerable it's very intimate and a lot of emotions can come up and my partner actually started crying and of course then i started crying and we just shared like this really really beautiful moment together because it's like allowing yourself to be seen by another person while you're simultaneously seeing another person and there was um this song on it was called i am light by india re it was my first time hearing the song it's actually a very beautiful song but india re hit some high notes at the end and the teacher was like walking around singing and like also like trying to hit the high notes but she is <laughs> does not have the same singing voice as india re so it was kind of humorous and i'm like at parts i wanted to laugh and i'm like oh my god you cannot laugh right now like this is a moment and that's so not the vibe but it was it was a really really powerful experience um what else the other day i was sitting at this cafe that i usually go to to work at because i don't really have an office here my office is basically just random cafes although i tend to go to the same ones just because I like them and I know the people that work there. They know me. I know the Wi-Fi is good. I know that there's going to be some amount of air conditioning because not a lot of places have air conditioning here. And it's challenging to like be able to think and function when it's like 90 degrees out and you feel like you're melting and there's no air conditioning. So I was at one of my favorite cafes the other day. And this song comes on and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, I know this song. It was the song Remind Me to Forget. I think it's by Kaigo and Miguel. Um, but it was a song I used to listen to like on repeat back in 2018. It was one of the songs that just like cut my soul open when I was really just going through the shit after leaving my marriage and just really beginning my healing journey and suffering from PTSD, from emotional abuse, and really just starting to look at all of the trauma that I had experienced. And it was one of the songs that I used to just like cry to. And to hear it again and be in such a different place in my life was just such an interesting experience. I actually cried, like, sitting in the cafe. I, like, stopped what I was doing, and I'm just like, oh, I just want to, like, feel this and, like, feel how it felt back then, but also feel how it feels now. And it was just a really, really beautiful experience just to feel the difference and to just have such appreciation for, like, where my life is now compared to where it used to be and that's like the motherfucking journey right there but later that same day i was at another cafe for dinner 
And another song came on that was also a familiar song from my past. And this one was Soundtrack to My Life by Kid Cudi. It's another good song, one that I have not heard in a really long time. And this is a song that I actually listened to quite often when I was still married. Um, it was definitely towards the end of my marriage. And I just, it, it just like resonated really deep inside. And it was just really, really beautiful and really interesting to, yet again, experience a song from my past, but to experience it as this version of me. And music is a form of energy. It carries a frequency. It has resonance, which is why songs can move us so much. And for me, like, music is such a huge part of my life. It helps me, like, feel things that I'm not able to feel in other contexts. And it really just, like, goes deep into my heart and soul. So if you've ever wondered why, like, some songs you could just hear and it just, like, makes you cry immediately, it's because it carries that energy. But as you change and evolve, the energy and the energetic charge that is associated with those songs also changes. But I had this realization that here I am reflecting back on who I used to be. And I'm like, almost like spying on the past version of myself to some degree. And I realized that my future self is watching me through my memories right now. And it was just this really like, interesting perspective that your future self is always watching you but through your memories and it's important to just keep that in mind and it's not like a creepy thing right like your your future self's not like creeping on you but you're creating memories right now in this moment and it's important to reflect from time to time like how do you want to remember this moment in your life this chapter in your life because this is creating your future right now. And I thought about doing an entire podcast on that theme right there, the fact that your future self is watching you through your memories, but I decided not to. So let's continue with some updates here. I went to a tarot reading the other day. It was kind of a spontaneous thing. I am in so many different WhatsApp groups. If you don't know what WhatsApp is, it's like a, it's like a messaging um app that uses Wi-Fi, which is really common amongst like international travelers. And there's so many different groups for travelers, like, and they're always sharing different like events and things that are happening and activities. And I came across this tarot reading and it was Friday evening. I didn't really have any plans. I went to, um, a yoga class. And then after that, I'm like, oh, let me check out the tarot reading. So I went to it and it's actually, it ended up being like an inner child, like mini healing session, which was not expected at all. But I met with this lady um, in this crystal shop, actually. And pretty much like one of the first things she said to me was, who hurt you? And I'm like, oh, do you mean like now or in the past? And I'm like, I don't really remember anyone hurting me recently. Like I haven't really been hurt. Um but we kind of got into that a little bit. And then she just led me through like this inner child's like visualization. And now then I was like crying in the fucking crystal shop because it was just so beautiful and so powerful. And 
every time I do inner child work, I am reminded of what a beautiful and powerful practice it is. And that's one of the reasons why I am so excited about the inner magic workshop, because I get to share that with you. I get to help you connect with your inner child and the magic that's there and also just help you start to have more understanding and to develop that relationship because that right there will change your life. There's not a lot of things that can change your life because only you can do that, but developing the relationship with your inner child will 100% change your life. So if you haven't signed up yet, then make sure you click the link in the show notes. But after the inner child session, we actually did end up doing the tarot reading. And one of the cards that was pulled reflected joy. And she explained it as an invitation to cultivate more joy into my life. And I'm like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. And sure, we can always stand to have more joy in life. And I could kind of see how some of the things I've been doing have just been a little bit more mundane and not as like joyful. So I'm like, okay, let me just kind of reflect on that. So the very next day, so that was actually Friday evening. So Saturday, I went to this embodiment flow yoga class, which I'm I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before. It's not like a typical yoga class. You are doing some yoga poses, but the teacher who is a really great teacher, um, he's also very attractive, but... (laughs) That's besides the point. Um, He leads you through different like self-inquiry prompts. And there's usually some type of theme. So he's asked me for theme suggestions in the past. And I suggested like self-compassion or self-trust. But today he did not ask me for a theme suggestion. And I was just ready to be surprised by it. And right before the class started this dog walks in and there are quite a few dogs at yoga barn actually not quite a few there's maybe like three um and they just live there and one of the dog's name is joy and i shit you not the joy walks in and the instructor literally said oh joy just walked in i feel like that's a sign that we need to focus on joy today and i'm like oh my god and in that moment it hit me The universe really wants more joy in my life. Okay, hear me out. Dear dumb bitch, you have to create space for joy. Joy is something you invite into your life. You have to let go of what is blocking joy from being present. Okay, let's overthink this. There's actually not that much to overthink because I already overthought it for us. I already did the overthinking. And I came up with a few ways to bring more joy into my life. And I wanted to share them with you. So specifically, five ways to bring more joy into your life. So the first way to bring more joy into your life is to actually create opportunities for joy. And this means you have to actually know what brings you joy. So after I had more than a few signs from the universe that I need to cultivate more joy into my life, I'm like, what actually brings me joy? Okay, let's take it back a a notch. What the fuck is joy, right? Like, what does joy even mean to me? What does joy mean to you? Well, to me, joy means 
things that just cultivate a sense of aliveness and bliss within me. So I'm like, okay, this is what joy means to me. Now, what actually brings me joy? So that's like the first step. Decide what joy means to you and then make a list of what actually brings you joy. So I made my list, but what brings me joy is not going to be the same as what brings you joy because we're different people. But I invite you to get curious about what actually brings you joy because you have to be intentional with what energy you are choosing to cultivate in your life. And that means you also have to create opportunities to invite this energy in because most of the time, Joy is not walking through the door unless you're at a yoga class at Yoga Barn and Joy the dog literally walks in through the door. But there might be like moments of joy, but if you want more joy in your life and if you want to experience joy consistently, then you kind of have to be doing the things that actually bring you joy, which means you have to know what actually brings you joy. So make a joy list and then actually do those things, right? Like intentionally do the activities that bring you joy. And I was looking at the the list that I made and I'm like, ooh, I haven't done that in a while, haven't done that in a while, haven't done that in a while. And I'm like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense why I haven't really been experiencing more moments of joy. I haven't really been doing the things that allow me to feel joy. And joy is always available to us. It's an energy, it's a frequency, it's an emotion that we can tap into, but we have to be intentional about it, which means we need to create opportunities to actually experience it. And you do that by knowing what brings you joy and then actually doing those things and prioritizing those things. Another way to create more joy in your life is to stop doing the things that don't bring you joy. Now, this seems pretty obvious, but if there are things that don't bring you joy, then maybe don't do them. But let's keep it in context because, for example, if your job doesn't bring you joy, then don't just quit your job yet. Maybe quit your job in the future, but first get curious about what you don't enjoy about your job because a lot of the times we make changes in life and we're changing external things and we expect to feel differently inside. But if we don't know why we feel a certain way inside and what's really causing that feeling or emotion, then we can keep changing things external of ourselves forever, but we're not actually going to feel how we want to feel most of the time. There's always exceptions to everything. So don't quit your job just yet, but get curious about what you don't enjoy about your job. If it's, that's the example that I'm using, but if there's something else that doesn't bring you joy, like get curious about why it doesn't bring you joy. And then you always have two options in life. Life is actually pretty simple. We like to complicate it because that's what we do as humans, but we have the power of choice and within any moment, with any scenario, within any situation or circumstance, there's always two options. You can make a change or you can change your perspective. So if there is something in your life that is not bringing you joy, then you have the option to change it. If you can't change it or you aren't willing to change it or perhaps you want to change it, but it's something that's going to take time to change because sometimes change does take time. Um, you might need to develop some type of plan. Perhaps it's like transitioning from one thing to another. So if that's the case where you are not willing to make a change or you 
aren't willing to make a change yet, or perhaps it's going to take time, then you have to change your perspective. Those are really the only two options in life. You can make a change or change your perspective. And you actually don't have to do either of those things, but then you're just going to keep experiencing the same unpleasant emotions from the thing that's not bringing you joy. So I would encourage you to think about and get curious if you can make a change or how can you change your perspective of something that you are not really enjoying in life right now. And we're always going to have those moments of things that don't bring us like pure bliss, but what are you willing to accept in your life and what are you not? Because what you aren't changing, you're choosing. And there's no right or wrong. It's just what makes sense for you and what do you want your life to be like? Like you get to create the experience in life. You get to create your reality. Sometimes we forget that and we just let life happen. And life is always happening, yes, but also we get to participate in the happening. We get to actually participate in the creation of what we want our life to be. So the third way to bring more joy into your life is to actually create space for joy. So what I mean by that is if your life is just so busy and you're so distracted and you have so much going on, then you're not going to have space for anything else. So think of it this way. Think about all of the miracles and blessings that you want in life and we'll put joy into that category as well. Think of them as like planes up in the sky. If there is no room on the runway, then they can't actually land and come into your life. So you have to actually create space and be present and have room for these things to enter your life. One of the ways to do that is to remove things that aren't bringing you joy and to also just cultivate more presence in your life because so often we just go throughout the day and we're not even really present in the moment. Our minds are thinking about what just happened yesterday or five minutes ago or 10 years ago or we're thinking about what's happening next or our massive to-do list that just keeps getting bigger and longer but none of that is actually real. The past only exists in your mind and the future hasn't happened yet, but this moment right now is all that there is. And when we're not present in the moment, we actually miss out on a lot. So just being present in the moment can create space for these joyous moments to actually appear. Okay, let's move on to the fourth way to create more joy in your life and that is to not avoid the not joyous emotions. So it is easy to want to avoid the uncomfortable emotions. Let's call them negative emotions, but I am using air quotes because I've mentioned before that emotions aren't good or bad. They're neutral. It is our perception of them and the meaning that we give them that creates the label. But ultimately, emotions are neutral. And of course, some of them are more comfortable than others. Some of them are quite uncomfortable. We definitely have preferences for some over the others. Like I would obviously prefer to feel excitement and joy and love and happiness over anxiety, fear, doubts, all of those. But ultimately, you cannot filter your emotions. And if you are trying to avoid the uncomfortable ones, then you're also 
unintentionally going to be avoiding the more enjoyable ones because you can't be selective. You can't just numb out the ones you don't want to experience. So if you are trying to avoid and be selective with your emotions, then you're also going to be blocking yourself from experiencing emotions like joy. And anytime you avoid emotions, it actually creates energetic blocks, which will, again, further block you from experience the emotions that you want to actually feel and the emotions that you want to cultivate more of into your life because it's creating these energetic blocks. The last way, at least for this episode, the last way to create more joy in your life is to connect with your inner child. I had to circle back to the inner child because this is a really powerful way to bring more joy into your life. Have you ever noticed children have this like magical sense of joy and bliss when they're happy? When they're not happy, they do not. Like a child who is temper tantruming does not have a joyous moment right then and there. But when kids are like playing and they're just so alive and energetic and they just have the sense of joy around them, like that's available to you by connecting with your inner child. But you have to actually develop that relationship in order to access the joy and the magic that your inner child has. Like that's all within you. Like even think back to like yourself as a child and just moments where you just were having so much fun and just living life and just feeling so alive and childlike like that's available to you right now in this moment but you have to cultivate and create the connection in order to actually invite that in which is what we are doing in the inner magic workshop on may 21st so this is the final invitation for the podcast at least to join me this is going to be such an amazing experience i am so excited to share it with you make sure you click the link in the show notes to sign up and i want to leave you with your journal prompts for today's episode so that you can reflect on what we discussed dear dumb bitch what does joy mean to you what brings you joy how can you cultivate more joy into your life We did it. We made it to the end. As always, I appreciate you sticking with me and listening. If you loved this episode, then it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or two or eight. (laughs) It would also be super awesome if you take a screenshot and share it on social media and make sure you tag me so I can personally thank you. The best way to support me and the podcast is to leave a review because apparently the podcast platforms really care about that and that's how I can share my message with more amazing people like you. I have some additional resources for you in the show notes, including journaling prompts, a five-step guide to get over a toxic ex, a self-love love language quiz, my contact info, and way more. So go check that out too. Okay, I am done being bossy and I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. And until next time, I love you bitches so much. Now go love yourself and have the 
the most beautiful day.